You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Lowdown. I'm your host, Bill Bimel. Happy holidays. We're into the month of December 2022. It's the World Cup. I am in Qatar. Well, not right now, but I'm I'm recording this right now prior to leaving for Qatar for the World Cup. So it's all I can talk about is, is soccer for the next couple of weeks while the world tunes in. So amen to that. We could talk a little real estate here today. Today, we're going to do a real tidbit, another in our in our series called the Real Tidbit Series. I'll tell you about that. Hmm. And I'll try not to bore you too much with today's real tidbit topic, but I find it to be a very interesting and important topic for the world of real estate. And it's a term that has been thrown around in many different ways and is used in many different ways. And even from state to state, you see it used in different ways. Today's real tidbit word is escrow. E-S-C-R-O-W, escrow. We'll get back to that in a second. You know, the Real Tidbit series is designed to really kind of dig into terms, specific concepts in the real estate and mortgage finance market. After all, the real estate lowdown is really creating an encyclopedia of conversations about the world of real estate, whether they are current events in the world of real estate and mortgage finance, or more broad contextual conversations, or just, you know, get to know you interviews. If you like what you hear, I would love it if you subscribe. And if you do subscribe, tell your friends about it. I'd love it if you have a friend that you think I should interview. Hit me up, bill at billbymel.com or bill at firstleancapital.com. You know, of course, I'd love to just hear from you if you have any comments about the show. And thank you so much for listening. Let's talk about our real tidbit today, which is the term escrow. As I mentioned, this term is used in so many ways and it's used differently from state to state. So like, for example, you know, when I was living in Florida, I would think of the term escrow as an escrow agent, most often used where an escrow agent, somebody who's in charge of holding deposits on real estate transactions. But in places like New York or California, you hear them most often saying, we're about to open escrow. And what open escrow really means in the world of real, the same residential real estate world, but in New York and California means that you have an executed contract. And now the contract is dictating an escrow period and, and, and whatnot. So let's go back to what the word in and of itself means. I'm going to go back to the basic meaning of it. And then we'll kind of dilute into how the various ways that it's used and 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 kind of give you an idea of of how we will use it when we talk about it in in our real estate conversations and everything like that. So the word in and of itself, by definition, if you if you use it, the the noun you version of the word escrow is a bond, deed, or other document kept in dust custody of a third party or in taking effect only when a specified condition has been fulfilled. 
another vert definition is a deposit or a fund held in trust as a security. You know, I mentioned earlier in when escrow agents hold the deposits that that we make when we go to buy a piece of real estate, we go place that with an escrow account, right? And that, and that's uh, that would be a, a, a an account that's basically held in trust as a security. The state of being kept in cost in custody or trust is also a definition of the word escrow and the use of that is the board you know is something like hey a board holding funds in escrow so now you know there is there is escrow the verb which is to place things in trust in s in in custody but i think you get the gist of what the word is it's really meant to be Escrow is meant that, like, if you're going to put your money somewhere and you want it to be, like, clear that, you you know, that that money is in a trusted space while you're negotiating or finalizing either a transaction or a purchase or a sale or something like that, then escrow account and escrow gives it a level of level playing field. Uh, that there's a third party that's not interested, that's overseeing the process, that there is a set of conditions that are going to have to be met. And you know what those sets of conditions are. So you feel more comfortable, you know, hey, my money's in escrow. It's really kind of safe, basically. It's in a safe spot overseen by a third party. And 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 until such time that 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 the parties close a transaction. Now, why would you even need an escrow? Let's get into that. Let me take a sip of drink. One of the reasons you would need an escrow is well, look, if I'm going to sell you something, a piece of real estate, I'm going to sell you a house, and you come up to me and say, "Hey, I'm going to spend a, I'm going to pay you five hundred thousand dollars from your house." Well, in order for me to take that house off the market, I know I've got to get a, a, a written agreement from you, a contract, and I'd like you to put some money, some portion of the purchase price up as a deposit uh, to back up and guarantee that you're going to fulfill on your side of the contract. So an escrow deposit is one of the key factors it's one of the key elements in any closing transaction, whether it be real estate or other uh, some other uh, complex transactions, even sale of businesses, the sale of property, not just real property, but the sale of 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 expensive items of jewelry or a car. People often put deposits down. Think of it like almost like what about layaway? You know, people on an average person who wants to reserve a piece of of something from Walmart, but, you know, doesn't have the money to pay for it for themselves for, you know, a kid's gift or something, you know, you put a deposit down. Now, going and putting a deposit down at, 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 at Walmart has no security to it. You're not signing an escrow agreement, you know, anything like that. You're hoping that Walmart is going to honor, you know, the money that you gave them. But when you go to buy a piece of real estate and you go to an escrow agent or you in the like, as I said, in the state of California, you open escrow. That means you place money 
as the buyer places money at a law firm or an escrow agent or a title agent, someone that has an escrow account. By the way, escrow accounts are dictated by a much different set of guidelines than other bank accounts. Not only are they more watched over by banks themselves, but anyone who holds an escrow account has to report that account and its ledger on a yearly basis to the state authorities. Most individual states govern escrow accounts on a state-by-state basis. And, you know, lawyers can lose their their license, and I've seen it happen if they mishandle funds in an escrow account. It is it is the, the, the escrow, as I mentioned before, being a third party, you have to be a trusted public source. Now, banks, they have, they will let you open escrow accounts, but the banks themselves will, will not administer those accounts. Most escrow accounts are administered by attorneys. Just in general, you usually have an, a law firm or some state-regulated person that is, you know, a title company could be could have an escrow account. But but you know, not every title company carries escrow accounts. Not every attorney has an escrow account either. You are not required by law to have an escrow account just to close transactions in real estate. You can disclose to your customers that, hey, I've got, you know, I've got a regular operating account there. But most attorneys have a what they call an escrow account, what they often call a trust account. And that is a, an account that is very clearly ledgered who owns the money in that account. And that's what makes, makes, makes escrow accounts different than any other account. Because if I'm a, I'm a lawyer and I go open an escrow account at a bank, I'm I'm holding funds for third parties. That's not my money. So if you're an escrow agent and you're an attorney, you're thinking, hey, I'll, hey, you know, I know a good way to raise money. I'll go out and open up an escrow escrow company. Well, it's not your money. That's the whole idea of the escrow position being a trusted custody or third party custodian. So if you are if you own an escrow account and you're holding escrow. For transactions, you've got a ledger in there who that money belongs to. You know, when a, a purchase comes in, uh, the money in an escrow account generally belongs to the buyer that or the purchaser that puts that de- that deposit down. Now, there is usually an escrow agreement, or in in many cases, a sales contract that ties to that money that's being held in escrow. And and says that there's a series of things that have to happen. If such happens, the you know that those funds now become property of the seller. Or in most cases, escrows close very smoothly. There are places where funds are held, even for 24 hours when you do a finance purchase or you go to do a closing. You always send your funds to a, an, a, an escrow account, whether it's your the bank's lenders' funds or your cash funds. You know, and then the escrow agent, closing agent, distributes those funds or disperses those funds at the time that you close escrow or that you close the the sale of the piece of real estate that we're that's in question. Now I know that's kind of like a lot to digest there, and I want to make sure that I'm not 
stepping over anything either. But the key concept to escrow is that it's not necessarily anyone's funds. Take a step back here. I, I spoke about, you know, certain facts of the contract would now change the property of those funds in escrow over to from buyer to seller. Now, in most cases, that's just simply this closing of the contract. There may be other things that happen that make those uh, like contingencies that cleared that in theory, the, the escrow now belongs to the seller, even though it's not in the seller's hands. However, you know, the escrow agents that, that hold escrow accounts and that open escrows, these closing agents, these are trusted public servants. And where it becomes a little shaky, and this is and where it becomes very interesting, is in the world of escrow disputes. And what's an escrow dispute? Well, an escrow dispute is if you are in the middle of a transaction and you as the buyer, you know, say you want to walk away from a deal, some sellers might say that you owe them the deposit. Well, you might dispute that because you say, well, you point to a contingency in the contract. Now, you might have it in writing that it says that, you as the buyer can, you know, cancel the contract if it is X, Y, and Z. It may be something that is subject to interpretation, in which case either party in any transaction can always go to an escrow agent and say, I want to dispute the escrow. I want to, I want to make a claim for that money. If you're a buyer and you just want to walk away from a transaction, you send a cancellation of the contract, you write an a-, a letter to the escrow agent, and you hope that they're going to send you back your money. If you're the seller, you've got to agree to it. The escrow agent's got to get both parties to agree to the, cl- the disbursement of funds. And when there's a dispute, that then gets dictated by a series of rules on how to how to solve. There are such, depending on state to state, sometimes the realtor associations get involved. Sometimes it's handled at the state level. In Florida, the business Department of Business and Professional Regulations has a series of, of rules that you have to follow. The escrow agent has to file a, a notice with the state. They've got to go out and see if they can get the parties to agree to a settlement. They need to you know uh, report that. And, you know, there's things such as escrow disbursement orders. There are there are times that escrow is, is being held, you know, and it has to be broken by court order. Uh, that's another example of how escrow can sometimes be broken. So the bottom line is, is it's, it's meant to be kind of this, like, you know, this safe space, right? A space that you usually would put most of the time when you're talking about putting something into escrow, it involves someone, usually a buyer, putting some series of cash or funds into a bank account that's an escrow account. It's tied to a purchase price, to a to a purchase contract. In many, in our cases, we're talking about real estate. And and it's tied to a series of things that have to happen. Clean title, passing inspection, property has to appraise. All these things would have to clear 
before you go forward and close the escrow and and finalize the transaction for sale. So it's that period, and that's why you can see in many states they've adopted the concept of well, opening escrow is the pro is the period of time from which you've now got a uh, a completed sales contract until the time that that escrow closes and the and the full transaction trades spots. So that's where I would reply applies to real estate, residential real estate in general. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't say that escrow has, you know, other other applications outside the world of real estate. Obviously in banking, there is not just banking escrow accounts for banking for banking real estate transactions. There's all types of escrow accounts. Think about this. Think about your mortgage. If you have if you Pay a bundled payment that includes taxes, property taxes, and insurance, then that's because the mortgage loan servicer has set up an escrow account to take those extra payments that you pay on top of your principal and interest every month and take that in, put it into an escrow account that the servicer has the right to draw from to make your property tax and your insurance payments. That's another example of an escrow account. You know, I mean, in general, the escrow is a contractual arrangement where there's a third party, this escrow agent, the stakeholder, whatever it might be. Theory, landlords, when they take a deposit from a tenant, they're supposed to take the rent into their operating account and they're supposed to take the deposit money and, in theory, put it into an escrow account. Now, it's not required by law. They can disclose that they commingle their escrows with their regular accounts. And then that's where that's where the idea of a stakeholder being the recipient and disperser of money to you know for transactions being part of the whole concept of escrow. You often see real estate brokers opening escrow accounts as well. You know there is in addition to banking, there's legal, there's there's intellectual property escrows. There's mergers, escrows used for mergers and acquisitions. There's escrows that are used constantly in the gambling world. Think about it. If you're if you're a gambler, why why not put you know it's you you can open an escrow account at the at the casino. It's where your money is held safe and and you know or maybe it's used to draw against. So there's a number of different concepts surrounding the word escrow. But if you've been wondering what it meant all this time, it really hopefully this real talk gives you a little bit of an insight into the idea of escrow and how it plays such an important role in real estate and any major transaction. That's it for today's episode of Real of the Real Estate Lowdown. I hope you've enjoyed our talk and our real tidbit. And again, in our series, we talked about escrow today. And if you like what you hear, stick around. Recommend a friend. Let's spend the holidays together. I'll be back from Qatar, and I look forward to talking more real estate with you. Thanks again for listening. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.